welcome to the audio version of the weekly podcast, Talking Comic-Con, A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego, where pretty much everything is right there in the title. Myself, Lena Sultana, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum, and a host of windswept and interesting people gather every Sunday to talk San Diego Comic-Con, con culture, and the other windswept and interesting people that you meet there. This is season three, leading up to San Diego Comic-Con 2016, and in episode 35, we get to talk to two guys who are becoming familiar faces at cons across the globe. The UK-based internet video team of Mick Acott and Gary Scullion from the Sneaky Zebra. We talk to the chaps straight off their WonderCon excursions about how they got started producing their short films and cosplay videos, the challenge of balancing working and enjoying the con experience, and their exciting plans for 2016. This episode also sees the return of our team-up with the bloody brilliant Dark Bunny Tees. Head to darkbunnytees.com to check out their awesome line in movie and TV-themed t-shirts, hoodies and apparel. Welcome to Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name's Leonard Sultana, and each and every week we talk uh, San Diego Comic-Con, con culture, um, films, television, um, all the bits and pieces that you would usually find at uh, such events. And we have a, a bit of a chat as we get ourselves ready for San Diego Comic-Con 2016. We've got ourselves two great guests. Uh, we'll get around to those very shortly indeed. Uh, but we also have my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Recovering. I finally got rid of con crud and um, the hotel sales are kind of in the rearview mirror. I know that we've still got kind of like the wait list thing uh, still hovering over a lot of people's heads. So uh, I know that we are going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show. So. Um, don't worry, we are going to be still covering uh, the hotel sale very soon indeed. How's um, things been on the forum? Has it been settling down nicely into it? Settling down, yes. Um, you know, now we can turn our attention to who's going to be at, at uh, the con, um, you know, what uh, what we have looking forward. We're talking about New York ticket sales, uh, you know, we've got we've got our early summer cons coming up, so it's it's Starting to kind of, people are talking about more logistics on how to get to their hotels than they are about, oh my god, I don't have a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's turned into one of those little bit of a stressful things, but people are starting to find and put the, the puzzle together, which is great. Um, right, another thing that we are doing on this week's Hangout is we are restarting up our uh, collaboration with Dark Bunny Tees. Um, this is a, a great bunch of guys who do film-themed T-shirts uh, and TV-themed uh, shirts as well. Um, here in the UK, if you buy Empire Magazine, if you always look at the back, they always have um, the large uh, full-page advert. A great bunch of guys, great T-shirts. And from here on in, that we are now giving away Dark Bunny Tees T-shirts live on the Hangout. We're also going to be giving them away uh, to people who are watching back on YouTube or listening on iTunes. We'll tell you more about that at the end. But for right now, we're going to give a T-shirt away throughout the course of this Hangout. And at the end of it, we're going to announce a winner. All you have to do is use a hashtag on Twitter. Okay? The hashtag is DBT. G-I-M-M-E my 
DBT. I know that sounds a little bit uh, complicated. I'll try that again. Give me my DBT. Okay. You just send me that hashtag. Uh, we are going to be picking out a random winner at the end, and someone is going to be getting themselves the Deadpool Unicorn T-shirt, which they released last week, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, so do get that hashtag uh, using on Twitter. The hashtag is Gimme My DBT. Looking forward to that. Right, let's crack into it because uh, these two guys I have been pestering for months and months to join us because I've really been wanting to talk to them because they are a, a great bunch of guys. Uh, we've got ourselves um, Gary uh, and um, let me see if I get the names right. Is it straight off the top of my head? Gary and Nick. Have yeah. I got it right? Yeah. From the Sneaky Zebra. How are you doing, chaps? Yeah, this is going to be interesting because they're joining us from two separate locations, so hopefully they won't be talking over each other too much. We'll try and do, and not only that, but they are extremely jet lagged. You flew in from LA, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a it was a long old flight, eleven hours after um, quite a busy week as well. Actually, quite a busy couple of weeks, so. Uh, Actually, catching up on sleep has been a bit of a rarity at the moment for us. Did you get the chance to? I know that you've been kind of catching up with a whole bunch of uh, mates over there uh, since you've uh, done uh, the video at WonderCon and all the other bits and pieces you've done in LA. Uh, did you manage to enjoy yourself in LA at all? Do you manage to relax? Oh, it was awesome. We we always have fun, but then that's because we know so many cosplay people and stuff now that we. We kind of hang out with them, and we kind of we got to network and do a lot of cool stuff, and go to random stuff we probably wouldn't have done any other trip. That's kind of yeah, it was it was a blast. I I'm very very sad at being back home. If, if I'm <laughs> it, it must be said you do you do catch your uh, the the periscopes that you do, and you're always kind of like we're in LA, we're in California, we're loving this. Uh, it's just. Like, you really do look like you're enjoying yourself and having a good time. But let's explain to everyone, if you are not familiar with Sneaky Zebra, why they go out to uh, these uh, sunny locales. Um, basically, uh, well, they have a, a YouTube channel and they produce short films and cosplay videos. Um, I suppose the first question really is, how did you kind of meet and get into producing videos together? Uh, uh, we'll start with Gary, I suppose. Uh, well, basically, I did media studies and all that kind of stuff in school, and then I went and got a boring office job and spent all my money from my office job on camera equipment, and then I quit my job and went to study film school at the London Film Academy, and whenever I came out, I went, I want to keep making stuff. So I dragged all my friends into making these stupid videos with me, and only one of them kind of stuck around, which was which was Nick. And then that kind of spiraled into we, we made a bunch of stuff with one of our other friends, and he went off to do some other, became a teacher, and then we were like, oh, well, why don't we start YouTube? Why don't we try and make YouTube videos? And then Sneaky Zebra was kind of accidentally born from this just want to make stuff. Because I know that you do cosplay as well. Um, <laughs> is that, I, is that, is that something that kind of dovetailed into it? Yeah, I for basically the the cosplay thing started for me was I was a massive fan of Ghostbusters and I still am, and I always wanted to to get a whole flight suit and a proton pack and everything. And then I kind of stumbled into this cosplay community where I then went and you know dressed up as a Ghostbuster and did charity events and stuff. Um, and then that was kind of how the cosplay videos accidentally started. Was I have been going to conventions for since about like the first ever London Film and Comic Con. 
so like the two kind of merged accidentally by the fact that and we made a lot of fan film stuff and you know parodies and stuff so we were kind of it we never really were too far from the uh from that world at any point I mean, well, Nick, I mean, I know that um, but I've seen your periscopes wandering around London as well, of kind of uh, doing tours of uh, Trafalgar Square and wherever else you're kind of ending, finding yourself ended up wandering around London. Um, you're in the, uh, actually in the film industry, kind of like, are you an, an editor? You're actually in the industry yourself. Uh, I, I work as an editor and assistant editor um, ah, in yeah. film and television, um, which, yeah, kind of, it's fun, but but it's not as fun as making your own stuff sometimes. I say sometimes, all the time. Because you sit there and go, no one's ever going to pay me to make a video where I have a lightsaber and go up against Thor's hammer. Um, so, YouTube. Is it a case of, that? You, has it become your day job, or is it? does it still sometimes feel like the stuff that we do on the weekend and we've still got the, the proper job? I mean, has it developed into that, or when did it actually become that? It, it kind of fluctuates between the two still. Like, it's never a permanent thing. So, like, I'll spend three months working on a TV series or a web series um, for someone, and then I'll spend two months locked in here doing visual effects and stuff to finish up. Like, we've got Prop Wars 2 that we've been making for, like, a year now, which has kind of been on and off between jobs. So the hope is that this year we're kind of making a big push to try and make Sneaky... Zebra, or Zebra, depending on where you are. Um, <laughs> I do it completely by accident now. <laughs> um, but yeah, the hope is this year to make that a thing. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I suppose the, the great thing, certainly from my, someone from this side of the screen when we're watching Sneaky Zebra, Zebra slash videos, um, is that uh, it's always fun to kind of watch guys who are really fans themselves getting involved and making these films. But they're very slick and very professionally made. I think that's the thing that we really appreciate. They're not just kind of thrown together. I mean, what was the, the first video that you made where you felt, okay, we've made a proper video here. This is the one that's really kind of, I mean, when when did that really kind of happen? Well, that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, in terms of some of the short film stuff, I, I think, like, Prop Wars was our kind of first big one that we were like, ah, oh, this is really cool. And that one was... It was special in one sense because, like, it was uh, something we put together and it got kind of really well adapted. Like, the, the thing that shocked us was Chris Hardwick. That was the first video he saw of us that got us into the Nerdist Alliance when we were with those guys. So um, that was pretty good. And that kind of started down our, our route a little bit of kind of going from the weekend thing to doing it a bit more seriously. Cosplay videos, it's tough because we've been trying so many different things on different videos now, like different song tempos, different filming techniques. So there's kind of like we have favourites for various different reasons. Like one will have a, a more favourite song that we've teamed up with and one will have more favourite kind of visuals. And um, I don't know, I don't know if I could say which is the, the first favourite. I could probably say like my current favourite in terms of overall is MCM 2015 that we did because we kind of mix that up quite a bit. But I wouldn't say that was like the first favourite, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the cosplay videos I know are the, the ones that you're certainly mo most famous for now, as it were. Uh, I presume, obviously, you, you went there as fans, as paying attendees, uh, taking the cameras along. But do you get asked to go to these events now, almost like official documentari <laughs> documentarians, as it were? 
Um, a couple we have been, yeah. There, there was an event in Utah called Fantasy Con, and they asked us there as guests, and part of it was that we were to do a video at the same time, um, which was great because they basically, you know, pay for our travel and stuff like that. And nine times out of ten, a lot of the American ones that we go to, we have some form of being asked to go there in the first place because we just couldn't physically afford it. I mean, obviously, you probably know with, like, YouTube stuff, you know, it doesn't generate any money, let alone, you know, something that would cover a flight and a hotel. Have they bought your house? Yeah, not, not just yet. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, you know, we, we kind of have to get asked to go out because then someone else can foot the bill and um, effectively we can go out and just focus on making the video. So it's, it, it's good, it's good. Yeah, there's a few where we have been asked out, which has been absolutely amazing. A, a, a good question as well. I mean, this is uh, my second year going as press uh, to San Diego Comic Con, and last year I tried to do both. I tried to become, uh, do the whole thing as press, but also going as a, an attendee and enjoying myself, and I found it very difficult. I mean, do you find it difficult to kind of do, where do you find that balance between <laughs> going to actually produce a video, which you do? I mean, if, you, if anyone's watching, if you've not seen the 2015 San Diego Comic Con video, brilliant stuff. You went there to produce a video, and you also were out there with Nerdist as well. Was it Nerdist, Geek and Sundry? One of yeah. 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 Um, it's all part of the legendary digital networks who kind of asked us out. Uh, well, they asked us out in 2013, but we were just there on ourselves. They helped us get tickets. 2014, 2015, we were part of their camera crew, which is one of the reasons we managed to, to kind of get out there. And it was incredibly stressful, incredibly, because there's us running around doing some of the, the press events, being the camera crew for some of their writers and some of the talent. At the same time, we're trying to produce our own video. Uh, in the case of last year, at the same time, we're also trying to produce the, we did like a Battleborn video for them. So we've been working with some amazing cosplayers and that. So it turns into a bit of a blur sometimes because it's constantly nonstop. And do you get the chance to enjoy yourself? Enjoy oh, the con at all? Love every second of it. I mean, it's busy and we're non-stop, but um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, it's it's just great getting around and seeing people and as you know what the event's like. You know, it's it's a world of its own from when you get down there on the Wednesday until you go home on the Monday morning. I, I presume that uh, I mean, obviously, you're not able to do any of the kind of the the lining up and the Hall H nonsense <laughs> that the Hall, Hall H <laughs> continues to be a mystery to us. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, what what elements of San Diego do you get the chance to see? Uh, well, obviously all the cosplay. Um, you know, our, our kind of daily routine is pretty much we're wandering around, like, the lobby and the con floor from around about 9 a.m. to about 7, 8 p.m. Um, so we get to see all that. And we'll, we'll mix it up. Sometimes we'll go over to, like, the Indigo area, and sometimes we'll go in the gas lamp, and, you know, sometimes the con floor and sometimes the lobby. So we kind of try – we've got, like, a route mapped out in our head now, and we kind of circle it around depending on if we need food or not. <laughs> um, and then of an evening, we get to enjoy all the, you know, the networking. You get the networking events, you get the kind of the more industry-style ones, and then you get the parties of the evening as well, which is amazing. You know, you're getting home – or back into the hotel at like three in the morning to get back up at six to get back out and do it all over again. At which point it really does turn into a blur. Good grief. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, it's certainly in the cosplay community, and what I've noticed certainly over the last, say, five, six years, there's the more organised kind of like meetups, um, which are really kind of like uh, taking up around the back of the convention centre. Do you kind of 
try and cover those at all, or is it more a case of let's try and because I know that you kind of organise your own kind of cosplay setups. Uh, do you try and avoid the organised stuff, or do you organise your own? Basically, we we tried doing the organised stuff <laughs> to begin with, and it's it's kind of hard because the the one issue that I think every cosplayer is aware that is like nothing ever goes to plan um, <laughs> at any point. So like there have been like we've done. Once we've gone, okay, we'll get there for 11 o'clock. Everyone's going to show up at 11 o'clock. And then by the time we finished filming with that group of, like, from, you know, if they're doing Game of Thrones or Mass Effect or Star Trek or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, so we started at 11. It's now 2.30 in the afternoon, and we've got nine shots. We then need to run around like headless chickens for the rest of the day to, like, make up for lost time because, obviously, you can't start shooting until everyone gets there. And then whenever anyone gets there, most people have never seen their other person's costume other than in their Facebook group. So everybody's kind of analysing or doing last-minute patch-ups or going, oh, I came up with this idea. And it's just kind of very difficult to get everybody kind of together as a, a group thing. And from just a filming standpoint, depending on the size of the group, sometimes that can be a bit of a nightmare too. If you have 40 people in Mass Effect armour standing together... A camera only shoots, you know, we're only putting up on YouTube at 1920 by 1080. So sometimes if, you, if your costume's all black with little red highlights or little blue highlights, it just becomes a blur of color and heads just floating around. So it can be difficult. Whereas, you know, we've done things like we set up the Marvel Avengers group one. That was kind of a, we had an idea going in beforehand and I kind of talked to those guys for about a couple of weeks before the event to try and work out how we were going to do that. So that was kind of, the one rare occasion where we've kind of started trying to build scenes up outside of the con beforehand, going, okay, well, this person's cosplaying this. Do we have any ideas? But we, we now really try and not avoid the big groups. Like, if we come across a big group, we don't actively go, okay, we'll block out an amount of time for everybody because the sad part we also kind of find is that sometimes we can go find a group of people, but we can miss 20 other people who've come, you know, looking to try and find us or you know, we we get there and somebody goes, oh, did you see this thing? And it was like, no, no, because we were out the back for so long that we were spending so much time organizing this group and this group was trying to organize and get everybody there and there was one person late, so we had to wait that we missed this amazing, you know, we missed at San Diego, we could have missed, you know, the Stan Winston guys yeah. with their giant robot, you know, for to, to do that. And then we would have kicked ourselves. He's like, okay, well, we could do that. And if we come across the Mass Effect guys later on, we can film them later whenever we see them. I mean, maybe it won't be the whole group. We've also had occasions where, like, we filmed the um, real guys, the Walking Dead group, where we filmed three of them, and they watched the <laughs> shot back, and then about 20 minutes later, they phoned us and messaged us and went, oh, you guys, um, we got the rest of the guys, like, over here, like, five seconds from where you filmed us. Can, can we film with them as well? At that point, it's a lot easier because, oh, it's like, oh, well, you've got everybody one. now. <laughs> I mean, okay, so out of the two of you, which is the lunatic with the English accent going up to people and saying, we'd like to put you in a video? <laughs> uh, it, it, sometimes it's me. It's just a bit easy because I'm, I'm the one holding the camera, so it's a bit easier to it's explain. It's a little bit more convincing. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a bit weird. It depends on which the event is. Some people don't have a clue who we are. Some people do. You know, it's great when they don't have an idea because we can have a proper chat and talk about what we can do with it and, and stuff like that. Whereas sometimes with the know who we are, they're like, oh, cool, and they, boom, straight in with an idea of what we can do to film and stuff. So, Is that starting to happen more often, that, as more people know who Sneaky Zebra are? 
Yeah, the the weird one was when the, we first went to San Diego for 2013. We were talking about this the other day, actually. We were on the uh, the Nerdist panel um, on the Saturday. And so the Thursday, Friday, not a lot of people. We were having to explain, like, everything, every single shot, what we need to do, um, explain that it wasn't an interview, explain what the video was and stuff like that, which is, you know, it's absolutely fine. And then we did the panel, and the panel had something like 5,000 people in it. So not even, you know, it was only a tiny percentage of, of what is in San Diego people. But... From that, there were so many people coming up to us then and going, oh, I just saw your panel, can I be in your video and stuff? So it's nice when people come to us as well, um, which is, it really does help a lot because, you know, we sometimes get so, what's the word, like, we've got the horse blinkers, yeah, tunnel vision, you know, we're like, we're looking for the next thing and sometimes we're looking this way and miss the awesome one that's over there kind of thing. So it's nice when people come to us as well. Cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are very interested in kind of like the, the organizations or the, 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 the connections that you've made, uh, certainly at the conventions and the, the work that you did with Nerdist and uh, with Legendary uh, last year, um, I, I can imagine that put you in touch with a whole other um, level of, uh, of industry. I mean, was, what was what was the uh, the outcome of that? I mean, was was there anything that uh, you kind of like took away from it as just going, OK, this is just turned into something else now? Something we've been noticing, like, so we joined Nerdist, um, or when we, when we were with them, we joined them in 2013. We've been with them for a couple of years. We've actually just made a change over to a company called Three Black Dot recently, which is still part of the legendary family. Um, but they're going to be looking after us much more in terms of helping us make more content. Um, which is great. But one thing we've noticed, like, when we started kind of getting big exposure in some of these videos is, is kind of like how deep the rabbit hole goes in terms of the YouTube world, you know. Like, great example, a friend of ours was uh, talking about, like, the Retin Link channel, and they're like, oh, you know, you, these guys do these awesome podcasts every day, and, you know, every morning they're up there, and it's like, it's so good to see these two guys working hard. And it's like, you realise they've got a team of, like, 17 people who work for them, um, you know, producers, writers, etc., so it's interesting to see that. We've seen a lot of, like, you know, in terms of YouTube, YouTube, whereas, like, us, it's just, it's me, Gary, and there's a third guy called Adam who helps with our social and planning stuff. You know, it's, we're still far reserved from that world. We see it and we see what's going on, but, you know, we need uh, a few more subscribers before we can kind of even be comparable. To I was that. about to say, is, is, that the, is that the goal, to get the... Uh... The, the pink neon sign outside of a, a building <laughs> the, the, the sneakies ever and the army of people kind of I mean do, do you have kind of like what the I don't I know that you say in a couple of your interviews that the end game is to or the end goal is LA you that's where you'd like to to end up I mean is there is there like something that you'd like to uh, achieve in the next say say the next couple of years yeah well like our, our kind of goal is just to make videos. That's what we love doing. You know, whether it be cosplay videos, short films, parodies, whatever they be, we just love making this stuff. Um, and LA is so much easier in terms of actually making the content from, you know, you've got a lot more connections out there. Filmmaking's a whole lot cheaper. Um, you've got people with producer money kind of throwing stuff at web series and bits and bobs. So, We've been kind of like pitching out some web series ideas, some long form content, stuff that could be turned into bigger shows. Hell, a couple of them even could be turned into films if someone wants to throw the right amount of money at them. Um, but yeah, like, you know. I mean, I, I think the question I was thinking was, was 
I mean, would you like to continue doing, obviously you'd like to continue doing the cosplay videos, but would you like to do more of the, the shorts and the more original content like that? Um, yeah, I, I think that is a, a goal. As much as, because the cosplay videos are, are great, and obviously if we're in America, there are so many more conventions that we can do, as opposed to London, we have like five that are kind of big, you know, big-sized conventions. And a lot of the times, obviously, we have a smaller population of people. So, you know, you've got the East Coast cosplayers, you've got West Coast cosplayers, you've got, you know, Canadian cosplayers who we went up to Canada for, you know, things. There's, there's lots of conventions we've never filmed at. But I think one of the goals is to make more of the, the short films and, and, you know, skits and things like that, just because it kind of mixes it up a bit because we love doing the cosplay videos, but at the same time, it's kind of fun flexing the other creative muscles of let's have like something with a script so whilst we were in LA this time we didn't manage to finish it because we're the apparently unluckiest British people ever for the fact we went to the desert and it rained um, <laughs> whilst we were filming but we tried to do a Star Wars short with um, we got a guy named Kevin who has this amazing Greedo costume and wrote a script on the plane and you know we, we were like oh this will be fun we'll shoot something in the desert you know we'll, we'll shoot something whilst we're in LA um, and just unfortunately, everything fell apart. So we shot about half of it. But I mean, that's kind of the the thing we kind of want to do more of is is filming more stuff. And like like Nick said, we have web series and stuff we've been developing, and you know, other ideas on stuff. And the cosplay videos are not, you know, as long as there's conventions and cosplayers who want to be in them, they they aren't going anywhere <laughs> as a as a thing. And we'll always make those as long as we can. But obviously, we kind of just want to develop everything else as well. I know that you don't want to talk too much in terms of detail so far, but in case uh, anyone wasn't uh, uh, aware of this, but uh, Sneaky Zebra are going to be uh, providing content for Comic-Con uh, HQ, which is uh, an exciting uh, thing that you're doing this year. Um, is it very similar to what you're doing with Legendary? Are you producing uh, original content for them, or are you going to be doing a cosplay video at uh, San Diego this year? What's... Have you... <laughs> You yeah, don't, the, don't reveal too much, obviously. <laughs> Give us a bit. Um, we're still in talks with with a lot in terms of exactly what. Um, but you know, they they sponsored our WonderCon video, so um, one of the things that they're doing is they they've got a lot of footage from that from us. Um, and we're certainly in talks about SDCC with them. We don't know fully what yet, but I mean, those guys are doing some great stuff um, in terms of like comic. Providing all this coverage for it, so you know one of the big things about San Diego is how hard it is to get there um, as an attendee. So obviously these guys are going to come along live stream the whole event, and I think that's amazing. Like if we're not going, we'd be sitting at home watching this live stream event basically. So in terms of what we're doing for them, it's still a little bit up in the air. Um, but uh, I mean, like as soon as we know, then we'll be announcing it because it should be quite exciting. Excellent stuff. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you out in San Diego. And trust me, the whole uh, affording and trying to get out to San Diego, I fully sympathise on that one. Uh, absolutely. Um, we've got a couple of people who are watching on the uh, the Q and A. Please, if there's any questions that you want us to put to uh, Gary and Nick, please do jump in. We've got a question actually when it comes to. Um, other cons, uh, perhaps cons that you'd like to go to. Uh, Angie Loom is asking, uh, have the guys been to Gr Dragon Con yet? Uh, I went to Dragon Con for the first time last year, and I had a blast. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if we'd ever do a cosplay video there, because 
I, I was not in the state of mind to, uh, <laughs> to a cosplay video. There, there was a a lot of buckets of alcohol being put around and just yeah, kind of. It's I, basically I just a little bit party. more rock and roll. It, it oh. was pretty insane. <laughs> I'd love to go. I'd love to go. I, I sat at home. Here's the thing. I sat at home that weekend because of it was mainly financial reasons, but um, all our social media is tied up on our on our phones as well. So Gary's taking all these Instagram photos with, hey, I've just done this, I've just met this person, and I'm getting all the bloody alerts whilst I'm sitting at home, bored out of my head. Oh, God. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, um, we'd love to go on that. I think Beatdown Boogie do pretty, probably the best version of a, a video you can ever do at DragonCon, just for the way that it's lay out, laid out there. So I don't know if we'd ever do a video, but I would, I'd give a right arm as a chance to go there. Is there any cons that are on the bucket list? Anything that you'd, you'd like to attend? Uh, I really want to try and mix it up a little bit and maybe try something the other side of the ponds. So, uh, you know, there's a couple of that are appearing up in Dubai now, which seem pretty awesome. Um, Tokyo's got some quite Western-based cosplay ones. You've got Australia doing some great stuff as well. Russia's really coming mind-blowing cosplay out at the moment. Um, so yeah, I'd love to. Try. I, there's there's tons. I mean, like at the end of the day, for us, as long as we could find some way of affording to go, which is normally where the sponsor side of things come in, then hell, we'll jump on a plane any chance we get. <laughs> so this is kind of like an open uh, call. If anyone wants to invite the guys to um, a convention uh, as special guests, uh, flights, hotels, you know the drill. Um, certainly, if you want to get hold of them, uh, Dubai, you said. Uh, so um, the guys want to shoot a video. Sorry. They want a holiday in Dubai. Get <laughs> <laughs> in contact with them. Um, obviously, you've come back um, and you're obviously very <laughs> jet lagged at this point, and you're you're wanting to uh, kind of like rest and relax. But it, what's next on the cards? Have you got anything that's kind of you've kind of got to crack on with at this point? Uh, we've got to start kind of trying to work out the full details of like San Diego because obviously that's coming up pretty damn quickly. Um, as Gary said, there's Prop Wars 2, which we've been working on for a little while now. Uh, which is kind of sitting on my like three screens in front of me as we speak. <laughs> um, uh, but that, that one should be pretty good. And then we're going to try and get a few more bits and bobs out. We're starting to look at how we can make more content on the tiny, 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 tiny budget that we have. Um, just make more stuff. Like As I say, that's, that's our goal. We just love making this stuff. So we just need to work out how we can do that. Um, yeah. Um, well, someone who's been kind of like sat loitering in the, the corner of this screen is uh, Alyssa. Have you got any questions for the guys at all? I just would like to say, Nick, I understand your office and mine looks the same way outside of camera view. <laughs> Thank you for having the courage to display that, number one. Um, <laughs> but I think the most interesting thing to me is the collaboration between the two of you. When did you guys... Did you say how long you guys have been together? Uh, well, we've, we've known each other since school, so mm-hmm. that was, what, 15, I think, we met each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but since you've been actually collaborating and working together on this project, how many years has this been, have you been working? Uh, Sneaky was four years ago when it started, yeah. um, yeah, but we've worked together before. Three, yeah, or so. So maybe about... Five? Well, actually, when did I finish film? I finished film school eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So probably around kind of seven years, maybe, mm-hmm. of, of kind of messing around doing stuff. And then obviously like four years of actually seriously doing stuff. 
it, it's just it's interesting to me how things work, uh, how collaborations work together. Uh, I, forum based kind of you know building up a team of people uh, to handle a bunch of uh, my front page, my uh, my technical stuff, my organizing because I'm not a great organizer, and and so I'm <laughs> I'm just kind of interested in how uh, you know the collaboration works. So Nick, I guess you you're the cameraman, and Gary, you kind of more handle uh, the people and the newer projects that are coming down the the line. Is that a correct assumption? Uh, we kind of basically we kind of both do pre-production and then on the shorts and stuff we kind of co-direct stuff and I'll write stuff and produce stuff and then whenever we do the conventions Nick's cameraman and on everything I'm post-production so I I wind up doing editing visual effects sound design. I'll, I'll sit next to him and just keep croaking him just to make sure he's working. Um, I, basically the hammer and tongs of YouTube. <laughs> It's just it's fascinating to me how how people work work together and find a a, a way of, of meshing and melding. You know, you always seem to have to have that one person who has the technical abilities and that one person that has the the inspiration and the ideas and the hey, let's this is where we need to move and and go forth. So that's that's why I was interested in those kinds of questions. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is we've known each other so long that if anybody's ever on set with us, they will see. A kind of battle royale kickoff and then finish in about five minutes, yeah. where the two of us will hate each other for five minutes and then work out we were both wrong about yeah. everything we're arguing about. There's, there's been times when we've been arguing on set over a shot and like we are screaming at each other's faces, red raw, and then like our either DOP or someone else would go, "You guys are arguing about the same point. You're saying the same thing, just louder at each other." And we're like, "Okay, yeah, sorry." <laughs> You know, five minutes later and over a pint, it's all sorted. So that, that's the thing, you know, that's that's kind of one of the good things I think that we do pretty well is that we've known each other for so long that, yeah, we can have the arguments, but fuck it, at the end of so, the day, it sorts it out. So the, the trust and the, you know, is there because you've been together for so long. That's neat. That That's very special. Oh, uh, it's turning into a love fest now. Oh, did I do that again? Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> It's, it's, it's weird. We started getting Tumblr posts about that as well. Now, I'm not oh, even, no. even going to go into details. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what's been what's been the, the the funnest fan reaction you've had? I mean, Tumblr. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's been kind of weird where we've met various people. I'm not going to say kind of names, but like where we met people who are known in TV and industry, like proper. I'd say like. B-list stars, and they come to us and oh, I love your videos, and we're like, but you're so and so, and you're, you know, so you're really not going to take the opportunity to drop a name at this point. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, a certain guy who might have worked on Chuck was one thing. Um, we're so, aware. Yeah, it's, but uh, it's 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 kind of it's it's really cool when like. So one of the things that we started doing, um, I don't know if you ever see it at a con, we sometimes do something called Sneaky Selfie, um, which is like a hashtag on Instagram. If you take a picture with us, we'll retweet it out, basically. Um, and it's, yeah, it's Gary pointing. Um, and we started doing it because like we'd go to a con, and then afterwards we would get so many messages from people saying, hey, look, I saw you at the convention, but I was too scared to go say hello. And we're like, 
come on, we're just two guys with a camera, you know, it's just come say hello and we'll work out filming. So we started like the sneaky selfie thing as a way of people introducing themselves. And it really, really helped because so many people come up, like, oh yeah, I want a picture. And, you know, some people have a real fun with it and they point themselves or stupid faces and, you know, and then as soon as that happens, it's an easy way to talk to people. So that's been great. We've had so many kind of like nice people that like, I, you know, you got me into cosplay or I always play your videos in the lead up to a convention. And, you know, it's, it's a nice feeling to know that we help make people smile. Oh, bless. I mean, admittedly, when I have actually kind of bumped into you at a convention before, it's not a case of um, I was too shy or anything. You're too damn busy. Uh, it's all like going up to you guys. Um, is there any chance I can have a... Yeah, we've got to do this shot now. Um, look, we're filming Daft Punk, uh, these two. Can you just go away for five minutes? <laughs> so you're always on the move, and that, that's it's just so inspiring to see you guys just kind of... All that hard work and effort is just kind of coming together and coalescing. It's just brilliant to see so from a fan I just want to say uh, congratulations on all that you've achieved uh, certainly so far and onwards and upwards that's all, all I can say so brilliant um, guys I know that like I say you've you before we came on air we were talking about some very strange sleep patterns at this point so I know that you really wanted to kind of like chill out into your Sunday um, we'll just uh, leave on Kind of like, uh, what's the next thing that's kind of like on the plate? Is a what's the next con, perhaps that you may be going to? Um, we're not sure yet. Or is it all leading up to San Diego at this point? I think MTM is in May. It's the next UK one. We've got some stuff planned on that, but there's also a couple of potential other things that we're shooting. That means we might not be able to make it. The next big one we can kind of like say with 99% certainty is going to be San Diego, but. Um, yeah, hopefully we do MCM, and then, as I say, the, the big gear up at the moment for us is Prop Wars, um, because it, it's a beast of a video that's, that's yeah, pushed us to the limits in making stuff, so that's kind of all the focus at the moment of uh, getting it out there. Well, I think we're looking, we're all looking forward to the Sneaky Zebra panel at San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what we're looking at. I mean, uh, the guys, uh, in case you don't know, uh, they also uh, involved in the masquerade at um, uh, London Super Comic Con, which I, I, I find is a, a great collaboration. But you also have the panel there. So San Diego Comic Con panel, perhaps? Uh, if someone will have us. Yeah, I mean, if they could get, like, beat down there as well and stuff, <laughs> and, like, D-Pity, that would be fun. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Guys, we'll let you get off and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Gary and Nick from Sneaky Zebra, thank you very much indeed for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Excellent. Right, um, yeah, this is where you could either loiter around or you can hit the off button at the top of your screen. We will let you go. I'm going to loiter. I'm going to loiter. Brilliant. Take care. Brilliant. Right, so there you go. Um, Fantastic stuff. Don't forget, you can head to Sneaky Zebra's um, uh, YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and type in Sneaky Zebra. They're pretty much. I mean, is there a direct link? Oh no, I think they. I think they have actually gone at this point. Are they? No. Um, I think Gary. No, we might as well uh, do a bit of promotion. I mean, where can people find Sneaky Zebra best on online? Uh, you, you can just search for Sneaky Zebra. The good thing is, it's quite a unique name. So uh, any of your preferred methods: Periscope, YouTube. Instagram, Tumblr, Facebook, um, some other stuff that I've probably forgot about. My pretty much the only one. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> We've got <laughs> friend on there. 
Yes, message, message them on LinkedIn, because that's what all the cool kids are. <laughs> I, I have actually had that before. I've had, I've had people message on LinkedIn with complete fanboy, fangirl messages. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right, so yes, do check them out. Um, and of course, uh, do check them out on uh, uh, Twitter as well. That's the underscore sneaky zebra one word. So do check them. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed for your uh, time, guys. Cool. Thank you. Um, right, so we're now going to, uh, very quickly before we do uh, talk uh, SDCC headlines uh, with Alyssa, a quick reminder of the competition which we're going to be running uh, between now and the end of the Hangout, which is the giving away of a Dark Bunny Tees uh, T-shirt, which is the uh, Deadpool Unicorn T-shirt. Uh, starting tomorrow or the next couple of days, uh, we're going to be having a couple of discount codes on the website on anenglishmaninsandiego.com uh, so you can get yourself your uh, t-shirts nice and cheap but we're giving away a, ha- um, a t-shirt on the hashtag within the next 15 minutes you've got 15 minutes to get that this hashtag on twitter gimme my dbt that's g-i-m-m-e-m-y-d-b-t gimme my dbt you don't have to put a message on. I mean, we've got one or two people who've been sending tweets in with, uh, sort of like pictures of their DBT t-shirts and really kind of like <laughs> showing that they're super fans, which is great. Just send that hashtag in. We'll do a random, uh, selection, a random choice of one of those tweets and, uh, we will be giving away a t-shirt by the end of the show. Okay. So Alyssa, um, I think, uh, the, the big thing really, is the aftermath of the hotel sale. Uh, the big question that I've been hearing, or certainly that I've been asked, is about the wait list and when we're going to be hearing any kind of word on that. Now, there was, you're going to have to help me out with this, the timeline on this. There was a, um, a business with uh, a, um, a, a, oh, sorry, a, a, um, a, a delay or like a tax delay or something, or there was a, a, tie, a deadline which has been extended. Extended, Is that right? Um, I, I think the deadline was slightly extended, but that has expired by now. I'm not positive on that fact, to be honest with you. Um, I do know that people have begun to start hearing about the wait list, um, but it, the reports I'm getting on the forum are – for hotels in uh, Mission Valley, not uh, not the downtown hotels. And there may very well be, and I could not be up to date with regards to that, but they are starting to, to go through all of those. Um, it, it still is interesting. We, we're going to be having an article coming out in the next day or two, uh, well, two or three days with um, – where we've looked at the statistics and we've looked at, you know, uh, when people signed in and when they, you know, what hotel they got. And hopefully that will shed some light on how quick you had to be and what, uh, what some of the parameters were. I know that, uh, they've said that it was the, the, uh, when you had access to the form, um, and they've, you know, with the caveats of the <clears throat> not having uh, double submissions and, and so forth. So it will be interesting to see whether or not the statistics have backed them up on that. And I, I believe they will. I, I don't think we're, there's anything ground shaking. Um, the SDCC blog did an interesting article uh, a week or so ago about 
about the whole uh, hotel sales. I got to speak with um, somebody from um, On Peak, and they spoke with CCI. Did you happen to read that article, Leonard? I haven't had the chance to do a great deal this week. It's going to be said I've been because um, I took a couple of days off. I went to nice. Cardiff, nice. so I'm I'm kind of a little bit off off. I've been off the grid. Um, uh, certainly from about Wednesday onwards. Um, I mean, I so know take, that there's been a couple of... Yeah, oh. take a look at that article. Um, it's it's very informative, and uh, they did a very good job, a very good um, journalistic job in getting information out there. Um, and from everything I've heard uh, from my contacts at CCI, I briefly had a... Uh, a chat with uh, Mr. Glanzer that, um, you know, they're, they're trying. It, it's, it's, it's the, the whole, the whole basic thing. Um, it's, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out with regards to the numbers though. Um, I, one thing that's been absorbing all of my imagination the past couple of days, have you seen um, that Wizard World is doing uh, a Comic-Con cruise in next December? Yes, indeed. I've been seeing this as well. Um, to be honest, the whole the, the whole idea of a geek cruise uh, is it's not exactly new. I mean, the, 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 there's one that's actually taking place at San Diego uh, this year. I, I'm going to have to uh, do a bit of a, a Google search and remind myself of the company behind it. But what they'll be doing is uh, sailing down from, uh, I believe it's from LA, um, arriving into San Diego on the Saturday, uh, on the Wednesday, sorry. And they're doing a number of events around San Diego as well. And to be honest, when the whole hotel sale nonsense kicked in, it sounded like an absolutely brilliant idea because at the end of the day, you've got a boat, which is right there. It's not exactly a hotel you can miss. Um, Your food supplied, your drink supplied, uh, the bed's right there. It's right there on the harbour. And... It's nicely convenient, and it, it sounded like a really good idea. But the WonderCon one, oh, sorry, the Wizard World one, um, obviously they're going to have so many more uh, in terms of contacts, in terms of the, the people that they've had at their events. So um, when, say, for example, there's a number of uh, uh, con organizers here in the UK which do uh, kind of like meet and greet events in hotels, and I've always sound, felt very strange about those because you're always in very – close contact with these uh, celebrities. They're almost kind of like people in the next hotel room, as it were. This is going to be interesting because you're all on the same boat. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> I, think no... it's, I think it's kind of interesting that the that they were able to get Redis and um, uh, Chris, uh, they were able to, uh, Captain America, sorry. Yeah. Blanking on the actor's name, Chris Evans. They were able to get those guys signed on, which kind of says to me that perhaps they'll get a lot more people signing on to it because it is a cruise out of Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas. Um, I think that's where they're going. And, you know, it's a three day all you can, all you can eat anyway, drink and drink. Um, event would, you know, so I have to think that the, the drinks are pretty watered down. Regardless, <laughs> um, tickets go on sale on Wednesday, the 20th. So I'm, I'm kind of was, I may, I may approach a person or two about being a, a bunk mate and doing a little bit of room cramming. <laughs> Fair if, if I can okay. possibly get away from my family. So that was, that was the one thing. 
Um, the other thing that's been happening, we've been doing a lot of talking about is New York tickets. Um, I believe, if I recall correctly, um, that tickets were sold sometime in May, June for New York Comic Con. So we're kind of getting to the point where we're uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's with regards to our uh, groups and spreadsheets. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting this year because I'm not quite sure whether or not um, – I'm not quite sure that they're going to continue with the current VIP levels – um, it will be interesting to see, but we're kind of waiting on that information before we can really kick it into high gear and, and get people sorted on that. Um, but we did have our first, you know, our first group meeting and we've got the spreadsheet together and, and, uh, and, and all. So. Pete was eaten. Bear was quaffed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, the things that are kind of, uh, did jump out at me uh, was um, uh, something that uh, I spotted on Twitter. I didn't want to make too much of a big uh, deal of it. I do know that um, the unofficial blog did retweet this as well. Uh, this was off the back of an inquiry that somebody did put forward uh, to Nerd HQ about whether they're going to be returning to San Diego, if there's any plans that are going on, and they tagged the Nerd Machine into the tweet. The Nerd Machine responded... And their tweet is particularly vague. Uh, admittedly, it, all it says is there have been lots of flights to and from San Diego, which basically says that there's been visits to the city to kind of see and do a bit of a recce as to finding out where the venue is going to be for uh, 2016. The one thing I do know from uh, an unofficial source, so I can't particular I can't name names and I can't make it an official statement, but I do know that the children's museum which they took place uh, took part at uh, last year was staggeringly expensive. Um, it's something that at the end of the day may not be a fixed venue. They loved going there. It was a venue that they really enjoyed. Um, they, they had some issues with the um, uh, the wristbands. Was it wristbands? They suddenly was like um, yes, it, it was. was uh, it was the, no, the tag, I was, tap in, tap out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a part of that. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't to do with the actual uh, location itself. And at the end of the day, they would like to return. It's just very expensive. So I can imagine they are going back to San Diego to have another look and see if there's somewhere they can host uh, Nerd HQ and uh, bring it. But if they're traveling there, it means that in 2016, we will have an event. It's just where it's going to be. Uh, we have been in contact with um, everyone involved with Nerd HQ. Hopefully we'll get some kind of uh, response and maybe we'll get them on the Hangout as well. Um, the other one as well, um, the uh, San Diego Symphony. This was uh, reported by the unofficial blog. Uh, this is another one of those regular things that uh, takes place in San Diego about uh, the uh, San Diego Symphony uh, with their 2016 concert series on Thursday 21st of July. Uh, the uh, award-winning final symphony will head to San Diego, uh, which will take the celebrated music of composers Nobo Ubitsu, uh, hang on, Uimitsu, gets it right, and Matishi Hamasutu, 
and reimagines it as a fully realized orchestral suite featuring the music of Final Fantasies 6, 7 and 8. Uh, the tickets are on sale now um, uh, and the range from 35 to $90. And then on Friday, you'll be going to be having the Legend of Zelda Symphony of Goddesses uh, concert, which is going to be uh, uh, a lot of fun. In addition to last year's beautifully orchestrated four-movement symphonic work, audiences will be transported by the new inclusions Triforce Heroes from the recent game. Uh, tickets on sale, same kind of prices. Um, I love the multimedia and I love the not conventional uh, kind of nerd attractions that to take place in San Diego and the symphony is one of those, absolutely. Uh, people have been talking about a possible Star Trek symphony. Uh, or, or some kind of Star Trek uh, musical extravaganza. And okay, I, do know I have to. Put- I'm going to interrupt you right here. Okay, I have to just say yes. I, I have my. Um, I, I I could not resist, and I'm going to do a back shot too. And let tell me if I get it right. Okay. Go on. Can, can you see that? Ah, oh, Starfleet Academy badge. Yes. Sorry, let me hang on five seconds. Go back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it cuts to me. It cuts to me. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. yes we have to explain. <laughs> yes, I am a Trekkie. <laughs> yeah. oh, a trekker, Trekkie? Which are you? A Trekkie. There you go. So, right. um, um, I, there's also, We Love Fine also has a, a denim jacket, uh, uh, a Klingon denim jacket, which I am uh, sorely tempted to purchase. <laughs> So I am hoping for the symphony at um, at uh, uh, behind Petco, or not behind Petco, but be- behind the uh, Hall H uh, sure. Convention Center this year. Well, I mean, I, I'm a massive Jerry, I'm a massive Jerry Goldsmith fan, so mm-hmm. um, any opportunity to hear his work uh, live, I'm, I'm very much up for that. So um, it Plus may be one of those. Plus, they're opening up that weekend too with um, Trek Three. So, yeah. So it's going it, to. I mean, this. If you think um, it's going to be, I mean, I actually thought it was going to be a big year for Ghostbusters last year, and we ended up not seeing a massive amount when it came to Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. This year, it's Star Trek, and it's going to be Star Trek huge. So all over the place. It's going to be. Right. You're just happy with that. <laughs> Very happy. Excellent. Um, we've got a couple of comments coming in on the Q&A. Janine Lacaro. Hello, Janine. Welcome along. Thank you very much indeed. Um, this is going to talking about Nerd HQ. With the Walking Dead experience not happening, maybe they can use Petco Park again. It's still so expensive. It's still such a venue to, to kind of invest in. And considering that Petco are being a little bit problematic when it comes to Comic-Con stuff, who knows if they'll actually play ball. I actually did almost say play ball then, didn't I? Okay. You did. You did. Oh, God. Speaking, Sorry speaking about that. of uh, venues, um, there is going to be a new hotel opening up next year. So this isn't something for 16, but for 17, we may get a whole nother, um group of larger ballrooms opening yeah. up at the Pendry Hotel, um, which is, is, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that all works and, and how they fold themselves into the hotel um, community, whether or not we get, uh, you know, we get to, to book rooms with them early uh, this, this year or not. It will be interesting 
it will be interesting. I'm, I'm still very curious about the, the uh, proposed development at the back of uh, the convention centre, actually mm-hmm. on the Bayfront. Uh, that's going to be an interesting hotel, uh, not only for the way that they've uh, designed the plans, and it actually does just kind of jut itself out from the back of the convention centre and takes up a lot of space. Um, very curious to see how that will pan out, but that's one that I'm interested in. Um, this is a, a, a new name to me, uh, so a, a new viewer. Thank you very much indeed for watching. Uh, the Mac Phantom uh, saying, speaking of Spar- uh, Star Trek, Justin Lin has announced a Star Trek anniversary event in Los Angeles next month where they will be revealing new footage from Star Trek Beyond. No word on how to snag tickets yet, though. I've, I've heard about this event, and um, to be honest, I'm curious as to how much he can actually bring uh, to uh, San Diego at that point because Paramount are notoriously uh, protective of what they like to share before the actual film comes out. So very uh, curious. But no, I'll be paying attention. There's a live stream of that of, of that particular event as well. So I'll be uh, paying attention to that when it uh, goes live. Uh, Angeloom uh, Entertainment Weekly had an article about Batman the Killing Joke that said it will premiere at SDCC. Don't know if anyone else has mentioned it. Um, very good point. I haven't seen that. Uh, that's news to me. Um, cool. Um, it'd be good to uh, have a, another one of the uh, animated films uh, premiering at uh, a convention. Um, usually you find it happening at New York Comic Con or at uh, WonderCon. Good to have one at uh, San Diego. The only thing I have a problem with is the fact that it's the killing joke. Um I, I, I'm a massive Killing Joke fan. And at the end of the day, uh, in much the same way as The Hobbit, um, I don't think they should have turned that into three two-and-a-half-hour films. At the end of the day, it's a very, very thin graphic novel. Um, it depends what they're going to add to it, because I we have seen uh, clips where they've augmented um, some of the Oracle history and put some other stuff in, and it's going to be an R-rated film. So what situation they're going to have to actually premiere at San Diego Comic-Con is going to be interesting. Um, The cast, however, is off the chart. So for me, it's a bittersweet pill. I I don't know. I'm curious, but still. We were saying that about a few other a few films. I think there was one uh, sci-fi did that aired last uh, December here in the states. Um, the um, uh, Arthur C. Clarke book that uh, finished. Yes, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got the third part on my DVR. I have yet to see mm-hmm. it. You know where we were all saying, just don't screw it up. And I guess I just PG'd myself <laughs> because, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like, it, and it's the same thing because you don't, sometimes you just don't trust these people to, to, to honor the original material the way it should be. Well, if anything, it's another Alan Moore thing that he'll never see. So, uh, <laughs> and then there's that. <laughs> and then there's that. Um, a couple of more comments. Betsy Woodin. Hello, Betsy. Uh, those are uh, indoor performances. Ah, right. So the uh, London, the San Diego Symphony, these are indoor performances. The outdoor concerts have not been announced yet. Okay. So there we go. That Star Trek. Who knows? Um, and there's also a Final Fantasy Symphony going on Thursday the 21st. That's from uh, Serena, uh, Sarita P. Uh, so thank you very much indeed for that. Right. So let's see if there's anything else that's kind of, uh, on I just the like cards. 
take a Go moment to do um, TV. We have tonight. We, I think it's, is it, I'm just looking here. Um, the return of 12 monkeys is tomorrow night. Um, if you haven't caught up on that one, another hard science fiction show on the sci-fi channel, um, worthy of support. Um, also the premiere of containment in the States on the 19th. I had an opportunity to see this at, um, WonderCon, I believe. And it, it was good. I liked it. I, I like, um, apocalyptic shows, uh, uh, uh virus shows, the, those types of things. And this had a, a different take on it. It wasn't, you know, the walking dead, um, a year later after the actual event, it was like the, uh, the nuggets of the event. So it's f- very much from the beginning of it. Um, and the last thing of course is game of Thrones next Sunday. If you haven't caught uh, up on season five, <laughs> um, you've got one week. Dragon, <laughs> this is the Dragons and Boobs show, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't started season five yet, so mm-hmm. I've got it. I've got HBO, and I've got to get that. I've got to get that going and uh, finish season five before next um, Sunday. <clears throat> Dragons and Boobs. And one of the things that um I uh, just very quickly um this is off the back of a press release that came from sci fi. Just to wrap things up, this is um another uh live streaming possibility that you want to uh, kind of watch if you're not able to attend San Diego Comic Con this year. Uh there's going to be a live from Comic Con uh, show, a three night telecast directly from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, the special, which will be Sci-Fi's first ever live broadcast, will air on the network Thursday through Saturday. Uh, each night, Sci-Fi will bring the con's non-stop action directly to viewers across the country, featuring interviews, breaking news, and behind-the-scenes reports. There's also going to be, I believe, the lie, uh, the coverage of the Expanse panel, which they're going to be uh, showing on the, uh, the Sci-Fi, because obviously the Expanse is a big show for, for Sci-Fi. And I am okay. absolutely thrilled that the Sci-Fi Channel has decided to actually be the science fiction channel. Thank God. <laughs> Makes a change, doesn't it? How many times has? How many years has we been waiting for this? Yes, there's only so much Sharknado you can take. Yes, uh, <laughs> I mean Sharknado was fun. Don't get me wrong. However, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody has asked, Laura <laughs> Leonard, have you a meetup planned for San Diego Comic Con this year? <laughs> um, right. No, I don't, as it were. Uh, there is not going to be a, an official Englishman in San Diego meetup. Kind of. And th- I'm springing this one on Alyssa, so bear with me. I will um, be going to, uh, <laughs> not nervous at all. Um, I will be doing my, uh, UK attendees group meetups. Uh, so if you do find me pinballing down the street on Sunday evening, uh, just make sure that I'm still got any Bits and pieces that I went out with. Uh, His sweatshirt, you know, most notably. Shirts, shirts, trousers. If I'm missing any of those items, put me in a cab and get me home. But um, So if you do find me, on, I'm out on Thursday night. I'm out on Sunday night uh, for the UK meetups. So, yes, that's kind of unofficial in that regard. However, on a Monday, uh, before we all kind of like vacate town, uh, we have the bottle of water with an Englishman in San Diego. This is where we kind of uh, de- uh, hydrate after the excessive uh, indulgences of the uh, the Saturday. And we kind of do a recap of the uh, the con 
myself and Alyssa, we take up uh, uh, somewhere, a, a chair or somewhere, a table. Um, usually, I mean, last year it was at the um, the Hilton, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Hilton Bayfront. And uh, we had a good we had a good time just kind of like talking and looking back at the, the loves and losses and lives and uh, excesses of uh, San Diego Comic Con 2015. It was a lot of fun. This is I uh, think that somebody not not myself was probably still a little a little left over from the night before, which made it I, even I, more interesting. <laughs> I have no idea who on earth you're talking about. Yeah, um, never. But um, if there is any kind of meetup planned uh, for an Englishman in San Diego, that's it. Uh, if you, we'll yeah. let you know in advance where we're going to be doing it. Um, but you're more than welcome to join us and take part in a, the live hangout for uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, our bottle of water. Shall we say 10 a.m. on Monday, or is that too early for folk? Excuse me? 10 (laughs) a.m.? Okay, so what? No. (laughs) So what? (laughs) One, two o'clock. Okay. So there you go. That's the schedule, yeah. but it would be great to have a round table. I'm, I'm wholeheartedly, uh, for this plan, even though it was just sprung on me a minute ago. I love it. If you're still in town, if anything, yeah. it's fun to stick around San Diego, uh, for the Monday because give it till one, two o'clock. It's like we were never bloody there. It's scary. <sighs> yeah. A lot of fun though. A lot of fun. But so if there's going to be a meetup, uh, Brett, that'll be probably it. It's going to be the, uh, the, the Monday recap show that we'll do of this. So there we go. Right. Uh, we'll let you get off and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, Alyssa. Dark by ATS. Dark by ATS. Yes, I'm going to do that at the end. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm all okay, set. No. Moving no, you're on. Absolutely right. So let me uh, do a, a count of uh, the ones that we've got. Let me just do a refresh of this. So yes, this is for, uh, Dark Bunny Tees, uh, the giveaway. We're giving away a, Deadpool Unicorn Tea on this show. Uh, we'll get in contact with the winner and we'll get that organized to go out in the next couple of days. Do head to darkbunnytees.com because they really do have some of the best shirts out there. They're uh, subtle, they're funny, they're brilliant. Do check them out. Um, if you are listening to this on um, either SoundCloud or iTunes or if you're watching back on YouTube, continue to use that hashtag between now and next Sunday, because we'll give another T-shirt away as soon as we go on air next week, okay? And we'll announce a winner from the entries from here until next Sunday. So someone else can win. But for right now, if I hit uh, random on my random number generator, congratulations to Jim Riley. Uh, That's straight line on uh twitter congratulations you have won yourself a dark bunny tea and we'll get in contact with you and we'll uh get those uh that uh that off to you excellent stuff congratulations um like i say on an englishman in san diego.com over the next couple of days i'm also going to be preparing um a post with some uh, discount codes so you can get your t-shirts cheaper uh, if you do go to darkbunnytees.com and you spot something you like and you want a bit of a, a deal on that but Congratulations uh, to Straight Line on Twitter. You're a winner. You look like you have something to say, Alyssa. I have one other question. Um, you started up your pa- uh, Patreon. If I, I am I pronouncing do. it right? Yes, um, I have. Um, 
If you go to patreon.com slash Englishman SDCC, um, I know that I'm feeling the waters out on this. I'm getting it kind of right. I'm getting it wrong. Um, at the end of the day, I'm giving an opportunity. If you enjoy the show, if you would like us to see, see us grow and do bigger and better things, do head to Patreon. Um, I'm not one for setting up crowdfunding. I'm not one for just doing kind of like holding a, 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 a cap out and saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. I would prefer to give something to you first. And the hangout is kind of that. If you enjoy the hangout and if you'd like, like to watch us grow, uh, patreon.com slash Englishman SCCC. Any support that you can give us, we really would appreciate it. Thank you. Yes. Right. Thank so, you. um, yes. And of course there's the, the, the Patreon for, uh, the friends of CC Forum, um, Alyssa. So, where, uh, what, where can, yeah, where um, can people find you? And um, friends, uh, friends of CC forward slash forum. We've also got a really nice front page going. Uh, Doctor Who forty two. If you're interested in uh, some TV stuff, some con uh, reports from the con. And um, just communication. Uh, we are just a bit of note. We are in the process of moving to some uh, better servers, uh, more consistent. And uh, so ho- hopefully we won't have any problems with emails and uh, that sort of thing uh, going forward. Um, if there are any hiccups in the next day or two, that's uh, chalk it up to that and send me a PM. You can find me also on Twitter at Friends of CCI. Excellent. Um, and I, as always, if you want to get in contact with me, I will give you Alyssa's uh, personal home phone number and also her address if you want to so like go and knock on her door and ask her a question in person. Uh, That's my kill you face, right? You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which you can get in contact with me at Twitter, Englishman SDCC. You can also uh, contact me via my Google, uh, Google.com slash uh, plus symbol and Englishman in San Diego. Um, you can go to uh, Facebook. You can go to Instagram. You can find me all over the place. Just type in an Englishman in San Diego into Google, and that's where I'll be. Um, and that's this show. Thank you again to the guys from Sneaky Zebra. I thought that was a great chat. hope you enjoyed it as well. And hopefully you'll bump into them in San Diego, uh, especially if you are in cosplay. See if we can get you in the uh, video for uh, next year. Uh, for this year. That'd be rather cool. Um, thanks to uh, Nick and Gary. Um, thanks to everyone for watching. We're back again next week. Uh, again, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT with another Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. From us to you, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Bye. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. It Bye. Sounds, sounds so <laughs> enjoy TV this week. <laughs> Good night, Neverland. Good night. (laughs)